Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Good morning and welcome to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts, Trent, Sunday, 9 to 10, At Home with Roby. This is how we roll. The first Sunday of June and we record a couple days early, Lord willing. I've made it here. It is my 43rd birthday. You're not. You're not supposed to give yourself a happy oh, birthday. I didn't out. give myself a happy. I birthday. was getting. I was getting ready to throw you one on. I just, you know, it threw me off a little bit. That uh, you know, we are ahead of schedule. Um, Forty three, huh? Isn't that something? Yeah, that that it's crazy. This, I'll tell you, this year, I don't know what it is, and I think we say this every year, but to me, it seems like twenty twenty one. I feel like we were just ringing in the new year like yesterday, and this thing is just scorching by. Scorching scorching and it's about to get scorching outside here in charlotte north carolina i read this around the state uh new, newsletter er, every every day i l- yeah i get, get blurbs david, yeah, yeah. david baird was getting it and no, he'd he send me a me blurb up. and i said now i gotta think like him i'm gonna send get his to blurb now i'll be able to be two steps ahead of him gotcha wow, i don't know if we're gonna be two steps ahead david baird's <laughs> our cfo uh mr mr all-knowing if we're not uh, any, yeah. the most humble person on earth <laughs> correct and uh but but i was reading it uh today and it was talking about it had blurbs from tourism folks had some with pinehurst state tourism out of raleigh and it was talking about how 2021 hotels and revenue off hotel and 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 uh occupancy tax is like through the roof breaking Dude, all kind of records i am telling you and you, we came out of the gate slow we were still in covid hardcore in oh my goodness first quarter so i'll give you a first-hand attempt today so my family our annual vacations we like to go snow ski, snowboarding mm-hmm. and we usually we're, we like to get way ahead of the game around this time of year because pe- people aren't looking prices are cheaper go ahead and get it all locked in you are so smart not, any, not, not anymore. Holy cow, we went on, uh, you know, we use like HomeAway, try to get a little condo where you have a kitchenette kind of thing. Uh, prices are twice what they were last year. It's crazy. Already. I mean, it, it said the average hotel room uh, in, I don't know where it was, somewhere in Wilmington was at a, at a Holiday Inn was $356 on Priceline.com or something. Well, that's probably the one on Wrightsville Beach. That place is pretty sweet. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, what? but it, it, it's, it's, it's through the roof, you know. We're we're in the you know we have a, a vacation rental kind of thing that we do, and mm-hmm. it. I mean, it was booked up. I mean, solid. You, hey, God bless. Look, how many hotels and and places, uh, you know, entertainment places went out of business right, or right, suffered last right, year. Right. I mean, these folks need success, need opportunity, need to make money. Um, so many families feed off of that industry. Um, the hospitality industry, I guess, is what you call it. Which is a real challenge for the hospitality industry right now. I mean, if you look at any restaurant, they have a now hiring sign. And I think that's that's a hard part. And, um, you know, so if you are talking about all these people going to these places, have some patience with your wait staff. Goodness gracious. Like, it, they're, they're working as hard as they can. 
Um, and so I know that, that right now just the, the getting people back to work has been a challenge. And I think our politicians are starting to figure out we need to we need to dwindle down the uh, unemployment uh, benefits. Yeah. And, and and frankly, flop it. I mean, I think if you don't have any benefits and you're a working, able person, you can go get a job. But I, I even get an incentive if you hold down a job. Yeah, like that's what I want to see, and I've heard I've heard talk of that in several states. Uh, so that's exciting. I mean, we got to get these people back going. It's been a sleepy COVID year. Get get confidence going back up. Last week we had Jack Ose on the show talking about positivity. I mean, get the. Get, I say this. I can't imagine sitting at home for a day. Like I've never. Well, it, I can't do it. I can't sit out. Trent Haston cannot sit on the couch for two hours. Patrick, because it can't sit on the couch for ten minutes. I mean, so I hear you. I mean, can you imagine though? <laughs> can you imagine though? I mean, I, I pray for I pray for folks, man. If you stay home for a week and you don't do anything or two weeks, your your confidence in, in your attitude just goes down, and 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 the, and the doom loop starts building. Yeah. But when you go earn a living and you go work and you go produce and you go interact with other people and you have positivity, the flywheel spins. Yeah. And you get excited and you feel accomplished and you, hey, you can start going up those rings of that ladder and that ladder keeps extending. So uh, now we we just hired a young guy on our electrical side, uh, you know, twenty two years old, and he was excited, gung ho. I ended up, uh, you know, anyways. Long story short, the guy's is end of his th- third or no, it's his second week, so eighth, eighth or ninth day, give or take. Someone took a picture of him, and he was sleeping in the front seat of the truck after the job. Four thirty, five o'clock on the way home, is like, hey, we got a winner. He's worked so hard. I mean, but the the, the sheer pride that not only he had uh, and the guys had for teaching him a trade. It's remarkable. So he's doing good? Doing great. So, worked so hard, he passed out in the car. Fell asleep. But I'll Goodness tell you. Goodness gracious. Shameless plug. If you need, if you are ever interested in becoming an electrician, plumber, yeah. HVAC, carpenter, It isn't ju- it isn't just restaurants. Manager, we are hiring. Bring it. We are hiring. So, Man. Uh, hit and him we'll, up. Work at positive, able, and willing, and we'll take it from there. That's it. Uh, but, no, it's a good time. I mean, Hopefully, hopefully, uh, we we can control this inflation and material pricing and labor prices and and keep it all in check to where this thing keep cruising and we can keep positive positive vibes in the economy for a couple a couple years. It'd be great. Uh, but I think we're blessed to be in Charlotte, uh, blessed to be in the Southeast, blessed to be in the United States of America. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's just me. It seems like it seems like there was a lot of negativity with the election, with COVID, just a lot of a lot of doom and gloom, and just people's attitudes. And it really seems like this spring, w- w- with the vaccinations, with everything starting to pop, people get, getting to take their mask off and see smiles again. I mean, man, it's awesome! Wow, S- seeing folks' teeth at church is like a blessing. How do you brush my teeth? I mean, you, you do. I can. <laughs> I was more about the smell, not the look, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but that's okay. Anyway, I'm on my soapbox. I'm going to jump off my soapbox. We kind of both got on one there for a that little bit. That was good. That was fun. It wasn't in a bad way. I don't think so. So our guest today uh, hails from Gulfport, Mississippi. Is that right? Uh, Britt Blackledge. He's a fellow YPOer. He's in the he's in the uh, road building business. I want to learn more. Hang tight. You can learn more. Britt Blackledge, when we return, you're listening to At Home with Roby. 
Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. We are your host, Trent. We have Britt Blackledge on the show. I'm going to keep talking about TJ's music he's got us coming in with. Is this your home no. track? No. Like you, you playing this at the house? Goodness gracious. Well, well, two things. If you you missed the first segment, you would not know that today is Trent's birthday. Oh, yeah, because we don't talk about that. He is 43. That's right. All right, I got that right. And, Britt, I'm going to start out with a hard-hitting journalist question for you, okay? Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. (laughs) How many cowbells do you own being a Mississippi State alum? Oh, that's a good one. Um, four. Four cowbells. Different colors depending on home game, away game, maroon, white, what's out of the stadium. Yeah, you got to have all that. The, the first time I heard cowbells, Trent, I, I grew up a North Carolina Tar Heel fan. My parents, my dad went to Carolina and we have a lot of family there. We went to the 1993 Peach Bowl. I would have been 11 years old. North Carolina had just sort of has been up and coming in football. Mississippi State SEC powerhouse. And I have never heard so many Dan Cowboys. I mean, it's really impressive. I mean, they all have them, and it's just all going at once every time they do something on the field. It was uh, no, Carolina or North Carolina and Mississippi State. I bet Britt was at that game. I mean, if I had to bet my money. The 1993 it. Peach Bowl. Yeah. Britt. Britt, you're my age, aren't you? you yeah, I graduated, uh, I graduated high school in 95. So, he's got, got you back here, in too. The, in the time that I would have been going to some games, he's a little longer in the tooth than me. A little he bit, got me by a year. A little bit, but now, and, and now you still you hail from uh, from Gulfport, Gulfport, Mississippi. Did I get that right? That's it. Yep. Y'all on do the coast. Y'all do any fishing down there? Quite a bit. We <laughs> do uh, snapper, red snapper, speckled trout. I think you guys call it sea trout, but we call them speckled trout. <laughs> Fish a lot in Louisiana, Florida. That's awesome. It's a lot of fun. So Patrick thinks he's a fisherman. I, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm. I'm not at all. I need. I. I want to know people that are better at fishing than me, so I can learn because I don't know what I'm doing. We. Uh, we. We were Trent's joking me. We went uh, a couple weekends ago. I went with my dad. And we went out. We went out two days and caught one little dinky bluefish, and that was about <laughs> it. Uh, and everybody else is catching stuff, I believe. So yeah, we, we're. I don't have that skill set yet. I'm working on it though. It's something I'll probably practice a lot. Yeah, that's why it's called fishing and not catching, because we do the same thing. For some reason, we go out there, and they just aren't biting. I don't know. <laughs> Got to so, figure that one out. So Britt's a fellow YPO, or okay. uh, he, Southern 7 chapter. He, hang, he hangs out with all my all my old school Mississippi buddies. So we become very fast friends, and when, when oh, awesome. we find ourselves together, we... Uh, we usually hang out for a couple hours in the evening. Uh, Britt, why don't you st- tell us a little bit about your life early on and, and, and how you got to where you're at today? Yeah, good. Um, yeah, I've really enjoyed getting to know you, Trent. appreciate you having me on the call. I, I actually have uh, grown up in South Mississippi. I was, I was, I'm part of a probably fourth generation in the road construction mm. business. Wow. My father started a, an asphalt emulsion company. Um, probably in the early 90s, and I grew up in it. I grew up uh, working on the paving crews, uh, spending the summers and the Christmas breaks, working at our, our production plants, making products, sweeping the floors, whatever it, whatever it took. 
uh, I would always, my buddies would want me to go water skiing and I have to test product before we could, uh, break loose and go skiing. So they would always give me a hard time about that, but it kind of played out later in life where, um, eventually I would end up taking over the family business and, uh, actually, um, working to buy it from my family and, um, and running it. And so just having that life in the asphalt world has, uh, really been good you know we have uh man it's a great industry we have great customers uh just good people in it um in the asphalt business and the whole nation and it's been a strong market for ever since i've been involved uh america like likes its asphalt (laughs) (laughs) well so you you are in that you grew up and are in the asphalt business in southern mississippi (laughs) You are you can handle some heat and bugs, I would guess. <laughs> well, fortunately, I have an office job, but um, for the most part, I, I do like being out there. But not when and, you were younger, uh, right? I mean, you you were you were probably out there in the nitty gritty. Yeah, yeah, it was hot out there. Definitely, you would you would come back to to high school or college in in good shape. <laughs> uh, you didn't uh, have too much baby fat sitting around. If you worked a summer on the asphalt crew, well, you said something. Uh, good that, people, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, just good people out there, you know, working every day in the heat and uh, to make our. And a lot of times, these roads, these asphalt pavements, they get resurfaced at night when everybody's sleeping. Wow. Yeah. Um, people work night night shifts. It's a lot of people sacrificing to to make good roads. Well, you said something. You worked. I mean, I, you sounded just like me. Yeah. Every day you didn't have school, summers and holidays, vacations. I mean, that's exactly what, the kind of what I say when I was growing up in our third generation construction industry, but uh, business. But uh, sweeping floors, man. There was always something to do. And then Dad said, "You never have n- nothing to do. There's always a broom around. Go pick up something, sweep floors, do something." So that resonated with me. Uh, did you start working when you were 14? I did, yep. And I tell you, I learned more from the guys out in the field, you know. I mean, just some wise people out there. You wouldn't think it, but, I mean, not that you wouldn't think it, but, you know, I mean, just, you know, the people that are on the front lines, you know, that are uh, working out in the plants and on, on the paving crews, they, they can really teach you a lot about life. So as a young man, so so you went you went to Mississippi State, right about that, <laughs> cowbells yep, and all, right? State. Yeah, and, yep. and and you came, right. did you go straight out of college and join the business? I did. Yep, I, I, I actually spent a couple of years out on the paving crews after college, and then uh, uh, at the time, my brother was working in the company, and he he was like, "Hey, we need you in sales in Florida." So oh, cool. uh, yeah. went down to Florida and started getting with customers i didn't really know what i was selling and the customers started training me they took they cared about me and took a took a liking to me kind of and uh taught me about asphalt and just started started going from there and we kind of developed our company into more of a more of a creative type uh innovative intellectual property company really explain that a little bit so, uh, yeah, so we spent a lot of time, like, trying to make, figuring out how to do different combinations to make asphalt pavements last longer. Hmm. So we 
if, if we get a good design, we'll try and patent it or, or trademark it or, or brand it and, uh, in a way that, um, you know, that we can take it and bring it to the marketplace. And um, we've been pretty successful at it. We just, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, last year we actually paved the White House. Really? So they, yeah, the, the White House called and said, well, they called our contractor, and they said they basically wanted the best material in the world on on the White House or in America. And they came to you. And the contractor, yeah, wow. the contractor's like, yeah, let's call Blackledge. They'll know what to do. And so, sure enough, we went up there and did the job, and looks real good. Every time they have a press conference on the front front yard of the White House, we, we get to see the asphalt, and we're thankful everything still looks good there. So are, so are you a chemist by education? No, it's just been kind of a school of hard knocks. You know, I, I know a thousand ways that it won't work. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we do have chemists and PhDs uh, on our staff that, um, that specialize in that. We have research and devel- development uh, facilities um, and laboratories that help us develop, you know, certain formulations and I'll Our big that. thing right now is age-resistant asphalt, so we're, we're developing asphalt just that'll last longer, so we don't have to resurface it as much. What 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 a suitable thing to work on on your birthday, Trent? Uh, yeah, I need some age-resistant asphalt in yeah. my life. I, I I would love to come tour your facility. <laughs> I bet that's so cool. I mean, just guys tinkering and trying to figure out what's the next best thing. Yeah, it is. Well, cool. Everything's black, though, so you really don't know the difference in it. You know, special equipment to be able to tell the difference in it. But well, I have a thousand. Getting, go, well, go ahead. No, we're just getting good. I think we're get we're learning a lot. One of our core values is learn urgently. Learn urgently. And so we're yeah. Every day we're learning. You know, I've been doing it for over twenty years, and every day I'm like, man, I learned so much about it pretty awesome well, well well you've spawned so much intrigue and so many yeah. questions for me let us go pay some bills will you hang out with us for another segment let us learn a little more about what you guys are cooking yes all right we got That's- brick black lidge when we return talking about asphalt technology Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. If you missed the first two segments now, I Dang. wish Trent a happy birthday twice. Happy birthday okay, we're today. Done. We're done. Stop. Third. I'm getting embarrassed. Third time. This is the third time. Anyways, we got Britt Blackledge uh, hailing from Mississippi. We gave him a hard time as he's a Mississippi State Bulldog with his cowbells. But, uh, no, just fascinating story, Trent. I mean, talking about what goes in to the asphalt business and, and you know both of our radars went up when he said we're really in the intellectual pro- intellectual property game now as well well so what do y'all do y'all produce asphalt do you do you put it down do what you is? vertically integrate and Still do it a all? recipe yeah yeah so good question yeah we actually have production facilities so we have two really go to markets we have actually where we make products uh, throughout the southeast, we have maybe five or six production facilities. And then we also do licensing where we'll invent something and we'll license it out if it doesn't really fit in our model or we want to grow into different markets. So that's been one area that's kind of helped us out um, is the licensing 
since we don't have to put up a bunch of capital to put plants and facilities, they can be pretty expensive. No, and you and it provides a great usable asset for other facilities that already have the infrastructure, uh, and they they buy the technology exactly. and the license, and it gives them a competitive advantage. I think that's I think that's very smart. Uh, and yeah, you don't have to. <laughs> How capital intensive would it be to try to grow facilities all over the U.S.? Oh, goodness, right? Yes. I mean, goodness gracious. Yeah, it's it's a big deal. Well, uh, I. My kids are on this kick where they talk about something being satisfying. Oh, like, yeah. They'll pop a bubble. Oh, my gosh, you know, yeah. Those little, like, popper things. That's so satisfying. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? Where did like, that word come from? I don't know, but Scarlet I'll tell you, driving my truck on a brand-new asphalt-paved road is so satisfying. Let me tell you, driving one with a trailer <laughs> on it back, too, <laughs> it's a whole different ball game, man. <laughs> yeah. So you like the good asphalt? Is, I'm man. a big fan of good asphalt. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and one of the things that we have now is actually when it rains, you might see an interstate, and it'll rain, and it'll actually drain into the interstate and then off. So it it basically eliminates hydroplaning. Wow! So really? that's that's something that we work on and uh, we're a part of, and uh, it's called a an open graded mix, which um, it's really, I mean, it, it reduces wet weather accidents by like ninety five percent. So. A lot of a lot of cool stuff are, is going into asphalt and um, and making it better. So, so how how I mean making I, the experience better, making it kind of I mean dumb it down for us. We're contractors. Uh, I mean, how do you how do you how does it drain itself? I mean, what is it just part of something that goes in there that absorbs the water? Yeah, we kind of build it um, using you know technology and using these advanced asphalt plants. We build these mixtures that drain. Um, they're huh. porous. And so we'll lay it on the on the um, interstate, and when it rains, it just drains down. And then that's what Blackledge does is we provide that bond that goes below it to help bond it to the lower levels. And then it'll just drain off the side of the road. And so that you'll be – it'll be a total storm, and you won't get the whitewashing effect of, of how it used to be when our, when our parents would drive going to – family vacation we yeah. had to go off the side of the road i remember um, yes <laughs> yeah um now it just drains through and people probably don't notice it um but it's a big deal it's it's a real big deal how cool is that yeah, so no. so i got a question for you i'm gonna put you on the spot here some interstates are concrete and some are asphalt some highways are asphalt you know you see some concrete what's the difference in the two product lines relative to road construction yeah, it was a good question. Um, you know, concrete's rigid, so it's hard. Uh, concrete, basically, with asphalt, asphalt's a lot smoother, and so asphalt's flexible and smoother. So you're going to get that nice, smooth ride with asphalt, that black, smooth ride. And then with concrete, it's kind of like the do the do the especially if you pull a trailer. Patrick. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, the, the good thing about asphalt, though, the one of the best things is is we can come in overnight and take a mill up that road and put a new one down. And when you wake up, you're going to be on a new asphalt pavement. Whereas a concrete, they've got to come in and they've got to break it all up, pull it out, and it takes a month to redo. 
And, you know, a lot of times in the big cities, you'll see them doing this. And the jobs will be going on for years. And you're like, what is going on? Why is the traffic backed up for a year? And it's concrete. You know, it's just how it is. It's how, how it's used to be to build. I mean, there, I think you were right. I've never realized that. There are sections of 85 and 77 around Charlotte where literally somebody asked me this weekend. They said they've been working on that section of road for 10 years. And it's a concrete road. Well, I'm thinking of the, <laughs> yeah. there's in between Louisville, Kentucky, and where my wife's from. The, on 64 there, I mean, I felt like the entire. I mean, it's it, it literally has been 10 years. And They've it's been working. Concrete, it's, it's it goes to one lane. Yeah, yeah. Un- unbelievable. Uh, yeah. And I know how tedious it is to form and pour concrete because yeah. I've done a lot of that in my life. <laughs> well, the you know asphalt's getting so good, and with the age-resistant asphalt technology. Um, I don't see why they would do a concrete road. I mean, 95% of them are, are asphalt, but the only reason to do a concrete road is political. Um, there's a lot of po- politics and roads, and maybe there's a concrete guy that's very political, and um, he can get a get a job switch. But other than that, I, I wouldn't see a reason to do a concrete. Tell us how you really feel. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Makes sense, though. No, it, it makes perfect sense. No, I, I mean I like playing basketball on an asphalt, new asphalt. <laughs> yeah. Driveway, black top. They well, call the, that the black top. There, there was nothing better. I mean, I, I remember. Well, they just did uh, our our neighborhood just got new asphalt put on top. Can't hide money. Yeah, yeah uh, the city paid for it. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so I, I t- told my daughter, I'm like, go get your rollerblades. Like this is going. You have no idea what you're about to feel. Like from what you before, and now it's going to be like ice skating. And the kids were kids were eating that stuff up. They loved it. Oh man, that's good stuff. Making Brit, you making Brit blush. <laughs> yeah, Brit asphalt. All right, tell us about. Do you have any family members in your business with you? Um, um, no, I don't. As a matter of fact, when I was, and this is kind of my YPO journey. Um, I was um, a young thirty, probably thirty-five, when I became president. My dad actually became disabled, had a stroke, became disabled, and wanted me to take over the company, and I kind of took it on that there was no playbook on how to run it and um some friends reached out to me about ypo i joined ypo and they kind of helped me put a playbook together on uh being a better um manager and being a better president and so i did have a brother that was a, that was in the company for a while and unfortunately during covid he passed away oh man and, oh, i'm um, sorry he was not part of the company at the time but we don't know if it was COVID related or not. It was in March of 2020, and it was really before they had any testing, um, you know, mm. to go with it. Um, so we we don't really know. But um, he was a part of it for a while. He was kind of one of our founding fathers, uh, as well as my dad. My dad's still alive, but um, not active in the company. So. Wow. It's been fun. I still call. We still are friends, and we talk about you know business and stuff. You know, I was I kind of raised, was raised in the family where Thanksgiving dinner we talked about work. Yep. <laughs> and and you know how what what was the latest and greatest at work? And so I just it's kind of inbred in me on um, you know business and and being business minded and uh, how to make things better and um, how to be more competitive and and all that. So. Yeah. Man, no, it seems awesome. Fourth generation asphalt 
road business wow. yeah. and how you've evolved and, and 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 become smart work smarter not harder right find out new technologies that everybody can benefit from uh longevity wise safety wise uh what what an awesome story and God bless your family, man, with your brother's passing. I'm sorry to hear that. I, I did not know that. Thank you. Um, well, well, man, it's been awesome. Tell tell everybody how they can look you up. Yeah, so our website's uh, blackledge.com. Um, and so uh, you can definitely get us on there, Britt Blackledge uh, on LinkedIn. And um, Britt at Blackledge is my email address. So everything's pretty simple. But um, there's a thousand ways to get in touch with us, and we'd love to hear from you. And uh, excited about the future. We've got a uh, evidently we've got some bipartisan agreements about an infrastructure package coming yeah. up. So I'm hoping that's going to lead to more work and uh, hopefully a, a bright future for us to be able to innovate and and have fun. Awesome. I mean, it's so cool to learn about new things, learn about, learn so much about my friends and people. Uh, Godspeed to you, Britt. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Hey, Trent, enjoy your show, man. I, I love learning about all the different things that you guys are doing as well. And happy Thanks birthday. Thanks for saying that. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Well, good. All <laughs> right. Well, Britt Blackledge on the At Home with Roby Show. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. Just finished up with Britt Blackledge talking everything asphalt. Trent, if you thought you knew, thought asphalt was just some you know stuff that goes on top of the road, man, there's a lot that goes into this stuff. I mean, really, I, I, that, I <laughs> that's what I love about the show is like you know you, we have all these guys on here and gals that are are in particular businesses. That we are are typically things that we all take for granted. Uh, asphalt being one of them, asphalt versus concrete, and obviously there, it's not just something simple. But this guy has chemists, he has uh, PhDs on staff, <laughs> trying to create the next best thing in in really road. Well, he's taking look. For, grew up fourth generation. I said this at the end of the last segment. He's taking. I mean, grunt work. In, in in an industry, you know, out yeah. there paving streets and, and doing that and figured out how can I take this traditional business? It's going to be around forever if if we can keep the asphalt technology up and be a better product, right. a, a usable product that lasts and becomes better over time. Uh, how can I take this this old school knowledge and, 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 and make it better and make it make us a different business, so to speak? Right. Uh, so cool! I think it's I think it's so neat the hydroplaning technology. How 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 roads and interstates are more porous. They have that technology now, so there's no standing water. So the safety aspect. I mean, I, I, it's out of sight, out of mind. I'm gonna be honest with you, but I do see puddle in torrential storms on concrete roads. Uh, and and as a kid, I remember. That was like topic of conversation with riding with my parents. He said it like going to the beach. Oh yeah, hydroplaning is so dangerous, and now you really don't think that much about it. You don't. I mean, I really Isn't that don't. Crazy. And I, I remember talking about it as a kid, also. Whatever you know, going to visit my grandparents or whatever, coming up probably eighty five. Um, you know, but but you're right. It was it was something that everybody just knew about. Even when I when I remember getting my driver's license, there was like a whole topic of driver's ed on hydroplaning. Yeah. Uh, not anymore. I don't know if kids learn about that these days anymore or not. 
I got a good asphalt story. So I live out on the river. You There's do. only like five or six houses on my road. And <laughs> my house is at the top of the hill and there's the five or six houses yeah. are beyond my house. And there was an old lady, great, great people, uh, lived two houses above us. We repaved our road. It was brand new asphalt. And we were riding... Our mom said, go ride your skateboards on this great road. It's like ice skating. <laughs> we were riding our skateboards on the new paved road, and the, the, the older lady that lived two houses beyond us came out and started yelling at us. Great lady, knew her, knew her, knew her you know, my life until she passed away. Uh, and, and my mom was a little fiery back in the day, and they came out and got in a shouting match. And my mom told the woman she was going to put a barricade at our driveway so nobody could get beyond our drive. What do you think about that? <laughs> I, I thought you were going a different direction. Because the woman there. thought we were going to tear up the asphalt. If, said, well, not if it was Brit's asphalt, you would have been fine. But, but you know, I remember <laughs> back in 85. When you redid it the second time, you came in, we did a show, like, you were like halfway through the project. And like, you, I, no, I patched it, and then now it needs to be redone. You, you came <laughs> in here, and you, you, I mean, do you, you, you remember that, TJ? I mean, you were like covered from head to toe. You stunk the high heavens, and I'm like, oh, man. like Whoa, that asphalt, asphalt smells like the car nor, baby. This guy, this guy. But no, you, you were like, I think you were a little defeated. You're like, yeah, I got to go back and finish my road, man. <laughs> well, I was running the dump in the tractor. Yeah, you were doing and, it yourself. Uh, and I think I got like six dump truck loads that day. We don't have the biggest dump truck, so it was a weight capacity. And all we did was complete our patches. It was very defeating. Yeah, uh, I, I could guess. That's uh, that's our that's tedious work. It is very hot and tedious. Yeah, and uh, ooh, that's what I'm saying. You imagine? I mean, Britain. When he said, "I'm from Southern Mississippi," and I would work in high school and come like, "Oh my gosh." He's right. He's like, man, you would be like ripped out of your mind after a summer doing that. So we're about to we're we're, we're talking about get, getting our little private road repaved again now. Uh, eighty five, ninety five, oh five, fifteen. We're talking what thirty seven, thirty eight years now. Yeah. Uh, it's been it's had one good patching session, which was about three or four years ago. Uh, but I'm really excited because then I'm going to be able to do get get the contractor to do a rectangle where my building is and do a sport court for my kids out of asphalt. So there you it'll go. Be good. Be nice, and it'll be so smooth. Be like, it'll be like Knox's bottom. <laughs> <laughs> That's my baby. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. I oh it. man, hey, we had fun yesterday. We came in the house. He was running. That kid is goes bonkers, man. He was dancing. <laughs> wow, he's out of control. That's good in a good way. That is good. Like laughing and and cutting up. He thinks he's funny. He's only fourteen months old. I don't know where he gets it from. I couldn't tell you, <laughs> Reagan. No. No. Well, man, what an educational show. What a great show. Great to learn about Britt's uh, family, his family business history, and, and where he's taking Blackledge. Uh, so awesome. Great to talk to people from, from the south, southeast down there in Mississippi and Alabama and stuff like that. They're so smart down there. <laughs> well, hope you have a wonderful Sunday. Listen, go do the golden rule. By the way, it's my birthday. Go do the golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Britt Blackledge, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to At Home with Roby.